This was Miss Tisha. They told me I wasn't ever going to be no millionaire. <laughs> Look at me, shining, diamond glistening. Right. I bet you don't think that now. How many rappers you think actually had their teachers tell them they wasn't going to amount to nothing? I don't, I don't even know if that happened to Biggie. <laughs> it was just good for the movie. Diddy said that he had 10 cockroaches on his face. <laughs> that was a lie. Well, what was it, 20, 30 or that, some that, crazy? That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been bad. But, but it never got that bad. He said he woke up. There were fifteen cockroaches on his face. Cause like, how can you count? He touched all of them. See what I mean? He's lying. Okay. But how many rappers you think really? Got... There's a few. Cause I, you There's know, every few. rapper gets that bar off. But it's like, how many of y'all are really telling the truth? I told a teacher I'd be a billionaire. He was like, No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, maybe the millionaire thing. Like he didn't tell me I wouldn't be a millionaire. But if I get to a B one day, ooh. <laughs> You're in for Mr. Wooly. <laughs> you remember him, fucking bitch? Nah, I don't, bro. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're ready to get into it. Let's do it. What number? I'm I'm back to forgetting. Are we at 170. 178. 178. All right, let's do this, man. It's the Rising Ground Podcast. Yes, sir. We're here in the building to give you another episode. It's Monday. It's early. It's midday, it's late, whenever you're listening. Please, no phones till after the show. Head ass, you Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Please, no phones till after the show. Even though you're listening on your. Do your thing. <laughs> I'm gonna take my time. Yup, yup. She gonna get hers before I. I'm gonna take it slow. I'm not gonna rush the stroke, so she can get a sexual seduction. Hey, yes, sir. So I can get a sexual seduction. So we can get a sexual seduction. Been a while, man. It's been a while. She might be with him, but she's thinking about me. My parents used to actually turn this mic when I was in the car. I was like, hey, no, nah, like, let me, let me listen. Stop playing. All that we ever do is playing the sheets, sheets, sheets. They knew I was, I was bound to play in the sheets. Smoke us a cigarette and go back to sleep, sleep, sleep. Is it bad that because of this song I've, I've tried to live my sex life Sort of like that Like I gotta have a blunt after the sex Specifically because of this song I swear to God Really? I swear to God I'm like Snoop says Smoke us a cigarette And go back to sleep Gotta have a blunt over there Okay Sorry Episode 178 of the Rising Grind Podcast. Your boy Roderick in the building. Yes, sir. Jakar, we back in the building. All right, man. It's Monday. I feel great. How you feeling? Yeah, feeling good, man. Had a great week. Great weekend. Yeah, uh, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was good, man. You know, we, we kicked it. We had a birthday party that we hit. That was fun. Um, I went to my nephew's baseball game. Got to see him. Got to see my mom. Um, so, yeah, bro, just feeling good, man. I had a great week overall, and the weekend was, was solid. Yeah, the weekend was good. Um I always get some relaxing for myself and self-care. 
uh on the weekend we had saturday night like you said uh we had a birthday party to attend uh great vibes fun um great people it was a good time there um we got the pod on sunday monday we're here um this is actually my grandmother's 92nd birthday shout out shout shout out out my granny granny. yeah no cap no cap uh that's love 1930 been around a long ass time man yeah that's lovely man yeah man and uh yeah it's great no yeah that's a blessing because um you know one thing i wish man because i at one point i had my great grandmother she lived she lived through her 90s okay um at one point in my life, you know, I had her. Now she she was diagnosed with a a bad case of uh, Alzheimer's, so she really didn't remember much. But now that I'm older, I'm like, man, there's so much more that I wish I could talk about, questions to ask, you know, that I really didn't know when I was younger. The same with man. I'm that way with my grandfather. My grandfather passed in 2008, but he was born in 1920. So like, as a grown man, I'm like, damn, I wish I'd be like I was able to talk times like Ooh. life in the 20s Absolutely. um the war because he was he was a veteran of world war ii um i wish i was able to talk the civil rights movement yeah. what the 70s were like moving into the 80s he was a car guy like i i wanted to i want to be able to chop those kinds of things but um yeah yeah you just you you lose that kind of time unfortunately yeah but so with me my my great grandfather he uh, passed away before I was born, so I never even got to okay. meet him. You know, so yeah, man, it's just that's a blessing though. Shout out, shout out to your grandmother. How old again did you say? Ninety two. Ninety two. That's a blessing, man. So yeah, it's a it's a good weekend. They're over there having cake. That uh that thing right now. Uh, <clears throat> I'll make it over there a little bit later. But um, shout out my grandmother. Shout out to fam. Um, speaking of fam, shout out the listenership. Everybody that's listening on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Pandora, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple, wherever it is that you're getting this podcast, make sure you hit that download button. You can get that offline. Um, if you're watching on one of our video platforms on the YouTube, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the notifications bell. Um, any of the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, Snapchat, whatever it is that you're watching on, that you're following us on. Make sure you keep up with us. Uh, hit that that notification even on there. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to get into? No, sir. Just appreciate the love always. But now we can go ahead and get right into it. <clears throat> Absolutely. We got uh we got more accolades coming up too. We just need to uh. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, we. It's gonna be a great couple weeks coming up. Yeah, we hitting more <laughs> markers. We're just waiting on our actual uh our plaques, our badges yeah, yeah. to come through. Certifications and shit. You feel me? Yeah, because we don't we don't handle all of that. You know. Yeah. Um. All right, so I was scrolling on Twitter, and I saw a rendition of Big Pimpin'. I actually like when people take songs that might not be from today's times, that might be from 5, 10, 15 years ago, 20, maybe even way, way back, mm-hmm. and they turn it into a trap record. You know how um, Young and Ace was able to turn the making my way downtown. Who I smoke. Yeah, yeah who I smoke. Um, so I was listening to somebody, I'm not sure of, of his name, uh, and shout out to you, though, because you did run that track. Um, he took Big Pimpin' by Bun B and Jay-Z, and he turned it into his own little trap record, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, to which someone quoted it, and <clears throat> inside of the quote on Twitter, it said, man, I turned the sound on and fell to my knees. This considered, quote unquote, old school now and i had mixed thoughts about it 
the first one actually got me a little hot just because I'm 25. I'm was born in 97. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, I understand. Like, I was little and I was grade school type shit, um, like kindergarten, that type of age, whatever, when this came out. But nah, that was 22 years ago. That's an old school record now. I, I get why, yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't seem like that long ago, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, it's definitely an old record. I think I think people just confuse old school because even me when I when I think old school, I think like seventies. Think 80s. of Marvin Gaye and Motown. Yeah, and I think I think of music like that. So I think that's probably where they're coming from. Like, damn, that's not really old school. It's an old song. No, it's old school. Um, but it may not be old school. So I, I can see why people would say that because, like I said, me, I'm thinking old school, 60s, 70s, 80s always. Maybe that's just because that's what's 15, not 15, that's what's 20 to 30 years in front of us. Right. If you look at other people that are later down, you were born in 2010 or you were born in 2005, 6, 7. They weren't even alive when that record dropped. You probably never even heard it. Yeah. The, the original. Yeah, for sure. So... Oh, well, shit, if you've never heard that song, you, you're under a rock. I mean, but like you said, if they were born in 05, like the song came out in the 2000s, the early 2000s, they probably maybe never heard that song before. You, you might not have ever heard it, but even if you have heard it, it would be an old school track to you. Yeah, for sure. It was something that came out before you were alive. I consider, this is my second time saying her on this pod, would you consider Selena old school music? Because she she passed, I think nineteen ninety five or ninety six, mm-hmm. right before we were born. Mm-hmm. Is that old school? Once again, not my definition of old school, but it's old music. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of music so far, like in the nineties. That's old school. Jagged Edge's music is old school. Sheesh. Escape's music is old school. Yeah. Salt and Pepper, old school. I just I think we just pick like. If they're still relevant mm-hmm. or if they're still making waves in the game that we might not call them as old school because that's Jay-Z and that's Bun B. Yep. But but the way I just said salt and pepper, it's old school. Yeah. But also another thing, my opinion, what separated like the music from the sixties, seventies, eighties, once you got to the nineties and the two thousands, it was a different type of music. Like the R and B and the rap didn't sound the same like it sounded the years prior so i think that's why it was easier for people to say oh that's old school music because now the music is similar it doesn't sound the same as the 2000s the early 2000s but it's similar as far as the the style back then when music changed it sounded completely different like music in the 60s don't sound like music in the 90s i still feel like you're right i still feel like it's subjective because when you think of i feel like we would consider in the club by 50 cent old school mm. Fuck. That's an old school like, and now maybe it's because it was played out so much. Yeah. But I feel like the wide, the widely accepted notion on that would be is that's an old school song now. Yeah, you, know, you may be right, man. That's crazy. Big Pimp is before that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we would be like, yo, if Fifty came on like in the the hot, like if we were in a function, mm-hmm. unless we were on the nostalgic vibe, we would like turn that all that shit off. Yeah, it'd be a throwback. We'd definitely yeah, it'd be it a, it'd be a throwback. And I'm not disrespecting Fifty because we gonna always go to that. But I mean, if we were playing like tracks for today, we'd be like, yo, that is an old school mm-hmm. song. Play, turn that off. Yeah, maybe right, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Damn yeah, it, that's a good conversation. One last thing though, 
How do you feel about these uh, these newer artists when they recreate these older songs? Because, you know, a lot of old fans, they kind of take it as disrespect. They don't like it, especially when it's not the same type of song. Because even um, Who I Smoke, two completely different genres of music, right, that was brought together. So how do you feel? Like, I like it. I don't think it's a problem. I like when they recreate the songs. But how do you feel? I think it's I think it's perfectly fine. Um, if If you're going to get mad at that get mad at Tupac for covering or for sampling DeBarge mm. um, on I Ain't Mad At You because you're listening to people that did R&B in a love ballad type of way right. and then have a gangster, a thug get over it and cuss on it and talk about fucking bitches and snorting, not snorting, and smoking sherm <laughs> and, and doing all types of things like that. Get mad at Pac because now we taking tracks that were meant for certain other vibes and we drilling on them yeah you can't get mad and it sounds good yeah i was gonna say the music sounds great and that's that's my thing like i don't care what you do i don't care who you sample i don't care who influences you when it comes to making music does it sound good or not absolutely like that's all it really boils down to so um i just see a lot of people sometimes you know especially when it's their favorite artist they may feel some type of way when their song gets recreated or um don't clear it I'm just like, yeah, that's another thing. If the artist is clearing the music, you have nothing to say. Yeah. Um, I forgot who it was. Damn it. They got into an argument. Um, people were mad at something just like that. But the person was like, nah, mm-hmm. I, I I cleared that. Like, So if it wasn't Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles, it was the other one. It was the it was the Thousand Miles because the, people were super was, duper yeah. mad at that. She was like, no, guys, I, I cleared it. It was yeah. it was cool. Keep keep going. Yeah. Vanessa Carlton is her name. Yeah. Because it was last year. That kind of was that was a thing on social yeah. media. And she was like, I think it sounds great. Yeah. Creative expression. I love it, man. And if you have, I mean, it was probably, I mean, for her, she was like, man, this nigga's running up a, a bag on my shit right now. Yeah. So, uh. Let's keep it up. And that's only going to funnel more streams over to me. Bro, and that's what I've always said. Like, music is an art. Art is created to inspire. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were inspired. When you created the art, you were inspired by somebody. So let somebody be inspired by your art. I'm just thinking, like, all right, not only am I getting paid to clear this sample, when people are listening to this song, they're going to remember my song. They're going to go back and play my song again, too. So now I'm getting I'm getting money that I wasn't getting in two different ways. Yeah, win win, win win, for sure. It might be an even bigger win if you don't clear the sample and they were still going over to your song though. <laughs> uh, yeah. give or take. It's a lot to think about. That. Yeah, more to think about. Yeah, but let's actually get into the music now. Um, <clears throat> let's start with the albums that dropped last week. ESTGs. I never felt none. Mm-hmm. We've been letting that sit sizzle for about seven days. It's been with the people. He's done 32000 in the first week. Those are his first week sales. Yeah, pretty decent for um, the, the amount of traction that he's making right now. That's that's a win for him. Yeah, and for, for 2022, we got to think that numbers numbers are starting to change. Mm-hmm. What what numbers are, or what first week sales and what sales on albums are actually looking like these days are starting to starting to shrink. So, yeah, so 32 in the first week. I'm not mad at that. And that doesn't validate the the amount of noise that ESTG is making, the amount of respect that he has from everybody in the game. Like those numbers mean nothing to to where he's headed. Do we want to talk ESTG now or do we want to wait? About what? Because designer designer was talking this shit on ESTG. 
Let's do it. Okay. I forgot about that. I think this was Friday. We got word over social media. Something hit our phones. Designer was calling ESTG trash. There was a bunch of videos over it. He was irate. He was saying, not only can you not work with me, um, you can't make music like any other New York artist that there is. So um, don't even don't even try it. Designer was charged $75,000 or quoted $75,000 for an ESTG feature. Mm-hmm. And from that point, Designer, he, he was irate. He didn't like it. <laughs> he had a problem with it. And he took the social media to let people know that he was fucking trash. Expose it. What's up with everybody trying to expose everybody, bro? Uh, there's a lot going on. This hip-hop shit with it's these quote-unquote gangsta-ass niggas is... <laughs> It's not really as gangster as it seems these yeah, days. Man. Uh True Colors are starting to show for mm, sure. Yeah. Um there's two things that I wanna highlight in the designer ESTG situation. He called him trash. How is ESTG <laughs> trash if you indeed requested a verse from, from ESTG? <laughs> Question number one. I yeah, like I understand yeah, yeah. that you got charged the price that you did not like. Mm-hmm. But if I requested the designer verse, that means I wanted the designer verse for either my song, my album, my EP, my project, my whatever. Because you quoted me something too high does not make you less of a rapper. Absolutely not. That's just frustrate frustration. Hater. Hater shit. Boiling out. Like you didn't think you were gonna be turned down or you didn't think he was gonna put a price that high. Yes. So you feel some type of way. Especially because designer's been in the game. It's like, who is this young, this young guy? I've been here. I know how business works. I can I already see it. So let's go ahead and validate ESTG. And ESTG should be awesome. Okay, well, you asked me for the verse. Yeah. The second thing that I kind of want to highlight is um, we're in 2022. We're fresh off the cuff of ESTG's debut album, I believe. Either that or his breakout album to, to the masses. Mm-hmm. ESTG is not a $75,000 feature. You don't think so? No way. I think so. No way, Carl. I definitely think so. And I think I think that price tag is small compared to what's really being charged out here. Future just charged Meg $250,000 for the Traumazine verse. We just agreed that that nigga was almost or is bigger than Drake in certain areas. Future? Yeah. Yeah, So, but what I'm saying is like, I don't see that seventy five thousand for ESTG being that big. I think that's like his price range for where he's at right now. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna go ahead and say no. So if he can't charge seventy five, what he charging? ESTG is a very, very, very new artist. You're not getting that hundred thousand fucking tag for a verse from from him, or 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 for me. I'm giving I'm giving him somewhere between 40, 40 and sixty, probably a fifty thousand dollar feature. I think seventy five is right in his ballpark. Seventy five is damn near a hundred, and he is not the hundred thousand dollar feature yet. I get that, like that's there's a lot of money going on in this rap game, and these niggas tote around. I get this, this, and that a verse. Nah, how many verses are you really doing though at them rates? That's not no seventy five thousand dollar verse. Okay, so let me ask you: Do you think he just threw out a random number for 
for Ab- shits and giggles? Absolutely. I who the fuck needs or wants to be on the designer track right now? Throw that nigga something really high, and if he pays for it, fine. We up seventy five thousand. <laughs> but I don't really want to be on a track with with designer. designer. So throw him something really high. If he if he jumps up there and grabs the bone, he gets the fucking bone. All right. But if not, eh. okay. I think. That was on some, yeah, like he's not that great of a rapper. He's not that popping. So charge him something high. If he does it, he does it. If not, I'm not missing the fucking designer verse. For sure. No, I mean, you have a point. That makes sense. I just think ESTG is just making a lot of noise. Very popular. A lot of it. A lot of noise. Very high. Probably the the hottest young artist. You know, uh, we can argue that. But I just think 75,000 is is a good range for where he's at right now. I don't see... Um, I don't see that being too too much or too less. Like like you said, if he would have been closer to a hundred, I'd be like, mm. but seventy five, I think it's right on the money. I think the climate of the game is changing. I think numbers, the price of the brick in rap is changing and it's lower right now. I don't think he's going for the the seventy five to one hundred verse right now because I think the niggas that was calling that shit out in two thousand and nineteen and twenty is not asking for that shit no more like that. Okay. I think the landscape of rap is a little different right now. Niggas, if, niggas are uh, not not seriously. I'm just saying this as a joke, but to to say where the rap game is, um, numbers, financials, things like niggas is pawning chains right now. <laughs> niggas are at the jewelers, like, damn, I I know this is not a factory setting, but how much can I get for it? <laughs> pawning chains is funny, bro. I, I I don't think this is the greatest time in. Niggas are still making whole, whole lot of bread. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is still a, an American dream area of opportunity for Facts. niggas to make money. It's a gold mine. Facts. But, um, nah. Nah, and another thing, we've said it before, niggas are still making money, but they're not making that money from the music as much as yeah. as much as they were before. In the streaming era, bro, like we've said it, you know, the, the numbers are, it's pennies compared to what they used to get. So It's really just an alleyway. They're still making money. They still have music as their backbone, but niggas are eating from these advertisements, these merch deals, these concerts. It makes sense, though, because, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense when you think about it business-wise because think about how much money. Like, if if rap had the audience it had now during the CD days, you know how much money niggas would be making? I mean, besides, if they knew if they knew what kind of deals, right, right, you know, because they were touching big money. The labels were then. touching big money. I mean, yeah, but you you had some people that were touching some of that. Yeah. Then though, and they were making big money. Yeah. Then. Think about think about Jay Z and Rockefeller. Yeah. If they had raps audience in two thousand and eighteen, nineteen, twenty, we would have been unstoppable. We've been unstoppable. Literally. You fuck around, make a billion dollars rapping, nah, or fact. being a CEO. Jay Z probably wouldn't have stopped being a CEO over there at Def Jam. <laughs> you know what? Look, <laughs> if this is what we can do running it, like, oh, I could be Lior. I think that's what Jay Z thought. He thought he was gonna be Lior. I think he probably had thoughts of that. Okay, probably kept him up at night a little bit. Rap Lior, <laughs> Gior, Gior Z. Yeah. Okay, my bad, my bad. I'm going too far, um, but. ESTG, 32,000. Shout out, EST. Um, great album. Gonna keep tuning into that. The Baby. The Baby kind of snuck up on us, Kari. Man, did he? I don't know if he put the date out, but I did not remember he was dropping on Friday. No, nah, I don't think, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I know we, 
We had watched the um, interview he did. A yeah, couple he months did back. the. Uh, it was full send. Full send. Yeah, and I remember he had announced, you know, Baby on Baby Two was coming. He, I don't think he said a date in that interview. No, I think he actually wanted to try to work his promo out. Okay, and then this week or this past week, I promise you, he didn't mention the album was dropping at all. Unless I didn't, I didn't see nobody talking about the baby dropping the album, but. Uh, Friday came around, Thursday night, whatever came around, and I'm looking through Apple Music, and I see the baby, baby on two. I baby mean, on baby, baby two. Baby, yeah, baby on baby two. You saw two. the baby on baby two. Yeah, the, you saw the baby, baby on baby, right. baby, baby, baby on baby. That's just a tongue twister, bro. The fuck, we saw the baby's baby on baby two. Yeah, man, but um, no, I was shocked, bro. You know, to see that he dropped the album, um, and then of course, you know, it's filled with uh, great raps, but it's also filled with controversy some controversy man it's not the baby without the controversy all right so yeah he he started out pretty good we got the track three and there was a song called boogeyman that's where all the controversy sits inside of he let everybody know the day before the entire tory lanes megan the stallion i shot you a legend or allegations whatever it is you want to call it that he was fucking megan too <laughs> And there was a day after that that he was fucking her that day, too, he said. <laughs> do you have the lyrics? Yeah, you want me to read the exact y- lyrics? Yeah, just go ahead and do it for us. The day before she said that Tory Lane shot her, I was fucking on Megan The Stallion. Waited, waited to say that on my next album. Hit the day before, too, but I kept it player. I ain't say nothing about it. It's no longer player. Had her pretty boyfriend tweeting me, ready to die, talking about the bitch like a coward. He said a lot. Okay, so I didn't even pick up all of that until you just read it. So mm-hmm. he said he fucked her twice, whatever, two different times. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that Party was talking shit to him, trying to kill him, or saying he was going to kill him. Right. They had got into it on Twitter. I remember that. I think some tweets they was going back. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't doubt it. I'm I mean, sorry. I mean, f- whatever. I'm, I'm not... We're not trying to get into the the sex part between Megan and the baby. I'm, I mean, yeah, that, that is what it is. Yeah. That's that's lame on the baby's part, though. I will say that, like, bro, like we got to stop the the pillow talking, the getting these 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 bars off in our raps, bro. Like, we don't need that. This is a form of ratting. We don't need that, bro. <laughs> this is a form of ratting. That shit. That shit is whack, man. Um. So yeah, but I guess that's what he gonna do. I get. Like I said, I think. The album is actually okay that we did it. You didn't need the controversy. I think it's it's pretty good. But what I will say is if you don't have a hit song, you got to have controversy, Corey. And you know that. You know that. Right. And I know he doesn't have the hit songs, but damn, the music ain't bad. It's not bad. But if you're an artist that came out with Bop and you came out with Suge, you can't settle for lesser hits. You got to have a hit hit. Okay. I don't think we're in that era of music anymore, though. Like, I, th- I think we've kind of completely changed. Like, um, as a whole or just for the baby? Even from where the baby is, uh, as a whole, as a whole. I just okay. mean, like, we're in the drill stage now. And we were kind of entering that when the baby got here. Yeah. But I kind of think of the baby like Mace. Mace, except for the fact that Mace Mace could have really survived in that gutter rap time, but Mace is a nigga that was really like that. It was about that shit. Like he will really pop you. 
Um, but he came up in the time where like it was really fun to be commercial. Like and everything the baby was doing in 2019, it was really fun. It was really bright colors. It was really um hip and fun with the music videos. Yeah. But I will shoot you. And it's commercial. Like he was a commercial gangster. And I don't know if it's hitting like that anymore. They want real killers. And he's like that, which is why from time to time you see him shoot somebody or <laughs> beat the shit out of somebody. But yeah. I think we're going from the, the baby era. That shit happened kind of fast, man. I ain't going to lie. Like, it just felt like it felt like he was on his way to the top. I know he had a lot of controversy things going on. Um, but he was literally like the next day would have been on top of the world. And then it, it was just like it was over for him. Uh, I mean, I feel like it seemed fast for us. It was really a span of two to three years. Man, he, when was that shit that when he said that at his concert, bro? That was like... 2021. He popped in in January of 2019 or the end of 2018. But he wasn't really about to be on top of the world until last year is what I'm saying. Like, I know he popped, but he was on his way to being like a pop star. I don't know, Kari. I, I think I think he was a, I think he was already a pop star. I don't think he was there fully. He was on his way. He had the number he one song in the world already, Kari. Okay. He ain't the only one that ever had the number one song in the world. Name somebody without the number one song in the world that's not crossover already. Was the number one song a crossover song or was it a rap song? You don't have to have a crossover song in 2022 or in 2020. It's a crossover anyway if you get the number one. We don't, we the number, we're pop already. I mean, I'm saying like he was on his way to be a pop star because he was on pop songs, not just from being the number one song. Yeah, I don't he think he was crossing over and, and working with those artists is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying I think he was doing that already. I don't think the Dua Lipa thing was his first hit. I think she just kind of killed, like, she just kind of curtailed the entire thing gotcha. down. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, he kind of hit that point maybe in 2020-ish. In the 2020? Because okay. if we think about, like, the entire 2021 when that shit happened, mm-hmm. he had really stopped doing rap that whole year. He had only been doing, like the global the pop hits that entire year i think we were waiting on him to come back that probably would have been big fuck that up yeah the danny lay shit happened that started fucking him up Mm -hmm. um did he ever did he ever make it back back hell no he tried he really just made it worse after the apology he doubled down he doubled down and then on top of that you go start making music with nba young boy Oh, I forgot you did the young boy. T- no, no, no. Before that, you remember he was kicking it. I think he might have made some music with Tory Lanez first. See. And then he brought Tory Lanez out on stage after the Megan thing, you he remember? Did. Right he after did. Megan came out. He did. I remember that. Insult to injury part two. <laughs> Dog, it's just like, why? <laughs> I just don't really understand. It's like, you don't have to do that. I know I know the baby's one of those artists who likes to keep his name. Hot. Relevant, yes. Relevant. He At has all to costs. make noise. I get it. At all costs. I get it, but it's like some shit eats at your your fucking character, bro. Yeah, you need to relax on that one. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you could shoot niggas, you could fight niggas, you could fight your own homies. That was another thing that he did. He slapped his own homeboy or something. Oh, shit that was like his that. artist wisdom. I don't oh, think yeah, that yeah. was that bad. But regardless of that, bro, I think he dropped him too. I get it, but some things like bodies, we're grown. We don't need to do that. You know what I'm saying? 
disrespecting, like bringing Tori on stage. That shit is crazy. I just forgot about. Yeah, that, that was wild. I That's just crazy. thought about that. He brought him on, and it was the song. I mean, it was like the performance after Megan Thee Stallion. It's crazy. Bro. She was like, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> like. You weren't even, or at least to our knowledge, but look, maybe we didn't know because he just told us that, you know, he was in that in that in that fucking conversation too. But at that time, right. we didn't know, so maybe that's why he did it because he was like, "I'm a part of this story too. Let me do some, you know, shit that only us are gonna get." Mm, and he was probably on some. Ah, we both hit. Look at us. <laughs> the baby's crazy. The baby is fucking crazy. Jonathan's crazy. Yo, the rabbit. They, that's why they ain't <laughs> fucking with Jonathan, mom. Right. Jonathan's a character. The man. rap game is crazy. It's sick, man. It's sick. Uh, but like I said, let's go back to the album just a little bit. Baby on Baby 2. Um, of course, after the, if you get over the, the controversy, the music is actually not that bad. Like At all. The songs are damn near, everyone is damn near like, okay, this is, this, this is a good bop. It has some bop to it. Um, did you it, do that on fucking purpose? I did. Okay. But uh but it's gonna get overshadowed, man, unfortunately. When you when you come out and you do that shit, this is everybody's only gonna talk about that one song. And I, there's so many more songs. I have this saved in my phone already. Keep it under. Uh I like the album. I've always been a the baby fan. Mm-hmm. Um there's been a few tracks that I was I listened to and I went, Yeah, those are the ones. He's got a track called Blank with Anthony Hamilton. Oh, my God. The Anthony Hamilton song is crazy, bro. I almost came into this pod <laughs> introing that damn song. I forgot about that, bro. I swear I did. Anthony Hamilton went off. The track, unfortunately, the one that he was talking about, Meg Thee Stallion on, mm-hmm. Boogeyman, crazy. Yep. The track is crazy. Uh, One Man Army, That's Why I Creep. That's Why I Creep going. But, but Blank, that's probably the best track on the album. Yeah, I forgot about Blank. Um, I like Socks, too, number four. Socks is crazy. No Condom, number five, is crazy. I'm like, bro, the music sounds good to Oh, baby. it's really good. And especially for naming it Baby on Baby 2, like, he did man. what he needed to do. Like, bro, you didn't have to do that Meg shit, man. Yes, he did. Yes, I mean, he did. I know why. I know why. But as a fan, because you know me, I just, I'm not with the, the controversy. Like, just make good music, and over a while, we will appreciate the good music. Nah, go run the streams up on number three. That's what he wanted. I know. I know, bro. <laughs> if I say that, it's going to get to the shade room. It's going to get to Ack. I'm going to be um, number one on the charts. Yeah. And everything. And they're going to stream the shit out of number three until that bitch goes gold. <laughs> I get it, man. But fuck, bro. I just, I hate it, man. Like like you said, the music, the industry is changing, man. Yeah, for sure it is. I, I mean, it's it's pretty much already changed, but every day it's just like, ugh. I'm ready for the next era of rap. Yeah, bro. I'm sorry. Shit be whack sometimes, bro. I be like, man, I don't want no parts in that. Where the hell do we go from drill? Shit. Because house. I, house. They gonna, they gonna integrate house and rap. that's not even rap. I'm, look, that's what I'm saying. They gonna integrate house and rap. Somehow. That's not even rap. Drill wasn't drill. Drake got us doing everything. Like, I done made a steak account and shit. <laughs> so now we're trying to gamble. I lost all my goddamn money playing fucking... <laughs> Candy Crush slots and <laughs> right, shit. Roulette like, and shit. Like, damn, I can't play Baccarat like you nah, played Baccarat, man. Drake. I didn't win a million. Drake, How the fuck do you win a mil? Drake really be cheating, y'all. I was like, man, Drake, you don't be winning this shit, man. I was gonna say he owns the company. No, but it's actually, it's actually not bad. You should make a stake account. I'm not gonna say what I did, but um, you live in Louisiana. Um, I'm just because I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to gamble here, but I think you use crypto. Uh, I think they they converted into crypto, so like, not bad. For sure, it actually it actually looks pleasant, seems pleasant. Um, 
setting it up on my laptop and a laptop tonight. Might get a glass of wine. <laughs> Just might feel like drink. Have a great night. Yes. Sit there, play baccarat until I go broke. Okay. I'm gonna go broke quick. Yeah, sounds like a great night though. Um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and move on because I didn't I didn't mean to promote Drake or or steak. I'm not with. <laughs> Did he do it on purpose? Nah. First take steak. First take Drake. Steak Drake. Yeah. Drake. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> let's move on in singles. Glorilla. We didn't know there was a tomorrow or two coming out until the end of this week. Mm-hmm. And she said, fuck it. Same song. Give you Cardi B. <laughs> Just throw a Cardi B verse at the end. Uh, video came out as well. They were all through New York. Her and her ratchet ass friends all in the subway going crazy. Then they meet up with Cardi B on some stairs. And they going nuts, man. The, the video was crazy. Cardi, I Cardi like her B's verse. track sounds great. Man, I saw a lot of people. They were kind of like, I saw a lot of people on the fence about her verse. Regardless, bro, regardless of the verse, the impact, this is huge for Glow Rhythm, man. Like, what do we mean? Who's going in on what about her verse? They were saying the verse was whack. I saw people saying Cardi verse wasn't good. I'm like, really? No, I think it was great. I think it was catchy. Um, now the the munch part at the end, I wasn't a fan of, but um, yeah, I, I like the verse. Yeah, man, it fit perfect. Like you said, like that type of beat, that type of flow, that's Cardi B's flow, you know. Um, and I'm just happy for Glow Rhythm, bro. Like I swear, like I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm loving all the fame that she's getting. I'm loving that people are embracing uh, her. Embracing, yeah, her, I love that shit. Saying? Like real talk, like getting getting a feature from Cardi B, whether you like it or not, is gonna do numbers. That's for one her of the career. biggest. It's one of the biggest things a female rapper could get in the like, game. It's like a Nicki verse. Yeah, bro. Like that co-sign is amazing. So I was just happy to see it. Like I said, the video she brought the original friends from the first. Uh, FNF video, even the one that got signed to QC. I forget her name, but she's still in the video. It's just love, man. Like it's you could tell within her circle, it's love. Like everybody wants her to win. So I'm all for it, man. The song sounds great tomorrow too. Over the weekend, um, for the first time I was able to see women enjoy Glorilla come on on the speakers yeah that's not the first time i've seen that happen at a at a function that was my first time seeing i was like okay this shit made me happy yeah uh glorilla glorilla is the one that's doing it in the streets for the ladies right now yeah it's not meg it's not cardi it's not nikki it's not erica it's glorilla no matter where you are mm-hmm. She's turning heads. She's making asses shake. She's making girls turn the fucking speakers up. Hair flying all over the fucking place. Big ass eyelashes that's weighing down women's fucking eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's the reason right now. Uh, she's killing it, man. I love yeah, it. bro. I'm loving it. Uh, Tomorrow 2 was great. Did she have any new parts of her verse on there? No, nah, her verse is exactly the same. Like you said, just added Cardi. Okay. She just wanted to make sure. She didn't need to change anything with hers. Little baby. He's uh not only the soundtrack for the World Cup, I guess. Yeah, he's gonna actually be performing. Okay, he's at performing the, at the World Cup. He's performing at the World Cup. Okay, so we got a couple of people to announce performances. Mm-hmm. So he's performing at the the World Cup uh, soccer football. If you didn't know, <laughs> shout out, baby, that's huge. Man, what this is amazing, bro. He could have been on the corner selling crack. What did he say in the in the documentary? No facts. He said I could have I could have been out on a on a corner selling dope. <laughs> I could have been somewhere selling dope. 
Yeah, then he tweeted, uh, they, they really got the boy performing at the World Cup, man. That's huge. That's global, dude. Along with that, he dropped a track called The World Is Yours to Take. Mm-hmm. I like the sample, and I like Baby's, Baby's Verses. This is one of those, to me, that was like Johnny P's caddy, where I was like, yeah, I like everybody's verses. I like the beat. It it doesn't mesh together for me, but I understand what, what's going on. Yeah, it's it's a theme song. Um, yeah, I know exactly yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on. It's yeah. not it's not an average little baby song that you would just hear every day. Um, but he did as much as he could. Oh, this is going on FIFA twenty three. Right, exactly. For a song like this, you know, you can't curse. You can't you gotta watch what you talk about. You know, niggas can't talk about drugs and too much sex and all of that. So um but he still was able to create something beautiful. I liked I liked his his raps, like you said, it sounds great. It was one of those we are the champion type vibes. Exactly. Like you had to bring sports, World Cup winner type of vibes exactly. and they threw it on a nice eighty sample. I forgot what sample they was that they threw it on, but if I heard it, I'd be like, Okay, yeah, I'll fuck with the song. Yeah, man. So that's amazing, bro. Like I said in pre production we were we were talking about this. It's like um, I had mentioned not like Lil Baby needed any other validation to show you guys that he is the, the biggest artist in the world. Yeah, of course not. He's the biggest artist in the world. This is global Lil Baby. He is different. Sheesh, bro. He's the biggest in the world now. No, yeah, that's that's amazing. That's amazing, bro. I never saw Lil Baby going this global. Me neither. Man. Lil Baby. <laughs> it's big. Like when he steps out, like even to what I just said, when he steps out to fucking Fashion Week in Paris, uh-huh. it's different. Yeah. He's World Cup baby. He's the biggest over here. Can he let's rephrase the conversation or re redo the conversation we've had maybe a year or two ago. Okay. Because I think we were both in agreement that he could be the biggest artist in rap but he wasn't gonna be the artist that think about it like sports or like the nba you can be as good as you want to be or as great a player as you are it's somewhere up in the executives where they're like you know what we're gonna put this entire we're gonna put this entire company through michael we're oh, gonna yeah. run this entire company through LeBron. Yeah, we're gonna run this entire company through Kobe. I know what you mean. You need a um, a poster child. Yeah, we said for the longest that we saw why they picked Drake, but we didn't see them making little baby poster child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, and it's looking a lot more realistic. No, nah, facts. Now it's it's easier to see that, but you know, at the beginning. It's just because, bro, he got his fame so fast. He wasn't ready. Like, there was a lot of training. You know, when somebody makes it over time, yeah. whether it's three, four, five years, you've been trained. You've been groomed. Right. Basically on, on how to be the star. Little Baby just happened to wake up one day and, and became the star. Drake. You know what I'm saying? Drake. So, he just, we we kind of, we've watched him get there. You know what I'm saying? Some people are just ready for it and born. Like little baby, nah, like we've literally watched him grow within. And it's like we didn't it was happening right before our eyes and it was like we didn't even see it, Kari. The same blueprint for like a Drake. You came from the label that was making the most noise in the game with the best hottest rappers out. You got the the niggas in the adult lane, mm-hmm. Migos murdering it. You got the the preteen to teenage uh age Lil Yachty murdering it mm, back at that time. That's when they Yachty. called him king of the damn teens. Oh man, Yachty's run was crazy. Baby slid right in the same way you rewind to 07, 08, 09. You had 
the uh, the Hot Boys era that mm-hmm. it that was post that, but you still had Birdman going nuts. Right. Lil Wayne was going crazy. He's yeah. in his prime. You see Nicki start to bud. You see that Tyga and then the younger era of Young Money. Drake, boom. Yeah, man, not for real. Uh, even another one with QC, even the City Girls. You yeah. Know, we forget about their, yeah. their opening run. It was crazy, man. Um, but no, nah, it's just, well, little Baby, like I said, man, we just, we didn't we didn't see it coming at first. But once it was known that. It hit us in the face. Oh, he could really rap? It we, hit us in the fucking we, face. We were like, okay. I swear, bro, and Charlamagne said it on his, uh, on the documentary. He got really good. And we were saying really this, fast. bro. We were saying this, I swear to God. We were saying this for years. Like, oh, man, he's getting better we and used to, better. We used to listen to his, his rhymes, his raps, and we used to be like, bro, why is he rapping so hard? We used to say about Wayne, it's literally like a, a player that every single summer, they came back taller. Yeah. They came back better. They came back with more size. They came back with this. They... Every single time these niggas come back, something is magn- like it, or significantly greater. Yeah. Every single time Baby drop a project, he's that much better than he was the last time. Facts, bro. Niggas was steady working on that game in the summertime. Like he's fucking, like he's nah, Michael facts. in the offseason trying to play fucking bad boys in Detroit. Facts, man. I love it, though. I love it. Like I said, he didn't need any other validation to let us know that he's here. It's his turn again. Uh, the album is coming out in like two weeks as well, so it's about to be over for the rap game, bro. Lil Baby's about to come back and snatch that crown, and he's going to have it pretty much for the the remainder the rest of, of the, the year. year. Yeah. The rest of the year. <laughs> Don't let that nigga go on tour. Well, he was already... Yeah, he did the Chris Brown shit. But, but he's going to go on his own tour yeah. fresh off, like probably Early, at the beginning yeah, of 2023. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This nigga's about to run it again. Don't sleep on Dirk, though. Because he said he was dropping He's before this year was over, too. Mm-hmm. I definitely want a voice of the heroes, too. Mm. I know that's not what we're thinking about, or because Baby's got his own project on the way. We need that. Facts. Because th- was that 2020 when they dropped, or was that last year? I think it was the very beginning of 2021. Yeah, I think it was like January or some shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find it just to, to make sure. Um, voice of the heroes... Yeah, that was the beginning of 2021. Okay. But June. is that something that's almost like one of those watch the throne, don't touch it again? Mm. Because that's that's one of the best collab tapes I think I've heard since Watch the Throne. Facts. No, um, it's definitely not one where it's like you can't touch that. I, you can do another voice of the heroes. It's like the, um, what was the shit with Baby and Gunna, the, the drip, drip too hard? They didn't do it again. I'm saying, but like that type of like sound impact, like for right now, I wouldn't compare it to Watch the Throne where it's like, you can't touch that. We don't need that. Drip harder or whatever Drip harder, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. We need, an, um, we could do another voice of the heroes too. I feel like that'd be perfect. Okay. Because we do, we do need them again on something. But they're they're gonna drop their albums first though. For so, sure. So it may not be to like some summertime next year type shit for like an anniversary. Cause the first one came out in June last summer. I could see baby, you know, after the album, after the tour, uh Dirk after the album, maybe another tour from him as well. Then they lock in and possibly drop that like next summer type shit. Okay. Um, all right, that sounds good. Let's move on. Car, you wanted to talk rolling loud. It was a big, big, big thing. We usually tell niggas to stay the fuck away from Rolling Loud New York. That's yeah. when the police show up, hip-hop <laughs> police. You're, you're going to get arrested yep. in 
in like during the Rolling Loud New York event. Like mm-hmm. if you got something going on, they're waiting on you. This is actually the last day of it right now, or uh, yesterday was. I'm sorry, so, uh, Sunday was. But um, we know that it happened all last weekend. But all of the drill rappers, apparently, except for Five Year Foreign, were removed from the uh, the event. Yeah, from the lineup. Um, at the request of the New York PD. Yeah, Shaek, 22G, uh, and Ron Suno, they were removed from the Rolling Loud lineup at the request of NYPD, like you said. Yeah, so how do you feel about that? I didn't know um, I didn't know they could do that. It's good and bad. People don't really know why. It's bad because, yeah, you're stopping these niggas from performing in front of the crowd. You're mm-hmm. stopping money. You're stopping a whole lot of things. It's good because... Rolling Loud puts together these big ass lists of artists that are performing because they're popular Mm -hmm. and New York is a thick place and they don't realize, oh, you put 15 rappers on here and seven of these niggas are beefing Mm -hmm. and all of these niggas are going to be within 50 feet of each other backstage. Somebody's going to die in here tonight. And these, you already know, like, I, I don't mean this in a bad way. Shout out all my New York niggas. Shout out the New York listeners. When it comes to that crime, New York grimy. Them niggas not giving a fuck. Like, it, if it's, it's not, it's a little different in mm-hmm. Texas. Like, we, if it's, if it's bad enough and it needs to go down, it'll go down here. Nigga, it'll just fucking go down there. No, facts. I, I understand. Yeah, I so, like, it's, it's like we're putting... It's, imagine imagine from the, the town that we're on and you put the south and the east in the yeah, same yeah. building 50 feet from each other. Right. It's going down. It's bound. It's, Something is bound to happen. It's going down. For sure. No, I definitely understand. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm always a fan first. So, Me too. Same. Um, that's why I'm always just on the fence about things. But no, as far as safety, shout out to New York PD. Shout out to Rolling Loud for for like really listening because it's a lot of times bro when you bring something like that to a festival who only care about the dollar sign who, who only care about putting on the best show they may try to ignore some shit like that but new york like you said no if, yeah. the, if they bring you some shit like that you have to abide yeah um and i'm sorry like i'm not for the the hip-hop police at all um but in in certain instances they they might have the correct information absolutely and if i'm not mistaken 22 G's the last time he tried to perform they arrested you before you even went on stage so they really both times this has been happening since like 2018 or 19 at Roland every time they try to put 22 G's on stage mm. I don't want to say the rappers that that are niggas are in the mix with things like that but it happens every single time see like that should be telling every him time. something you should just stay away yeah like every, every single time they don't let him perform because it's like that. And the yeah. thing that, that should happen is if all of these niggas are going to perform, one of you niggas, like the day that you're not going to be there, you can't come. <laughs> but I know that sounds dangerous, but I'm like, let's just let's just say it was like a Tupac Biggie thing. Uh, yeah. If there's three days to the festival and Pac is performing on day one, Biggie and his set can't come through on day one. Right. Pac and his set can't come through on day two because that's Big's day. Mm -hmm. And somebody's going to blick this whole area down if it happens. But then you get to the shit that's like, well, are Biggie's niggas going to be in the crowd? Are Pac's niggas going to be in the crowd? 
Is there going to be an issue? Is somebody going to pull the blick, the knife? Is somebody going to sneak this, mm-hmm. this, and that? Is this set versus this set going to even be in the crowd? We could They fuck around, blick this whole thing down. And that's why you got to just shut it down. So, so you just got to have niggas, hey, they're not going to be there. Right off the cuff. Like, yeah. they're not going to be there. That makes sense. So, yeah, I understand. Like, yeah. and we, we taking away from niggas. But, like, some situations is for the safety of the consumer. Uh, of everybody. Because I know this is surrounding a lot of street business. But we have a lot of civilians that are the consumers and buyers of this shit. And mm-hmm. you don't want your fans dying listening to this shit or just coming to support you, family. Thanks. So... Yeah, thanks. Couldn't agree more, man. But uh, but outside of that, Rolling Loud, we did see some big names, some big faces came out. Some great shit happened. Nicki Minaj came out and headlined. She was the first female to headline Rolling Loud ever. Playboy and, and Kanye. Playboy and Kanye, they came out, performed off the grid. Fivio brought Ice Spice out. Really, I didn't even see that. Fivio brought Ice Spice <laughs> out. That nigga Munch. Do you know who Masika <laughs> is from Love and Hip Hop? Yes. I do. She commented on something Ice Spice set. I mean, did um, because she came out off of Five Yo's set, and she said, "Hey, somebody needs to teach this girl about breath control and uh, stage presence." Come on, man. I'm like, how the fuck? It's her first gig, probably, dude. (laughs) And Ice Spice has been popping for about three weeks. And it's probably tripled the money that this shorty's made. Right, bro. I've never seen shorty on stage. Nah, man. Facts. How are we talking about a, a a shorty stage presence? We've never seen you on stage. That's what I say. First gig. No, 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 are no. You no. saying for the you. one that's talking? Yeah. Oh, okay. We've never seen, never seen you, you on stage. <laughs> We've only seen you on TV. We didn't even know your songs. <laughs> I was gonna say, what about your breath control? Uh, okay. <laughs> Do you have breath control? Facts, okay. Do you have stage? You don't have presence on a stage. Right, okay. But, um, you know, shout out Ice Spice, man. People, she, She's a munch. The one I was talking about. Oh, my God. I'm going to see you munch. Yeah, she's a munch. Um, Don't do nothing else, Fatty Bob. We know that should be him, man. <laughs> oh, shit. He's in there on that Rico. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Do your thing. Um, but who else was it? We saw, uh, like I said, Ice Spice. There was Kanye. Um, uh I didn't really see Nikki was the only one just because like I said, you know, hometown. That's huge. Hometown, but and then her her headlighting. But uh Five EO did his thing on his set. We saw that. Yeah. Um We gotta make our way out to a rolling loud car. You say you don't like festivals. We I don't like the atmosphere. Car, we're gonna get backstage. Nah, yeah, it's it's some people I wanna see perform. Like I told you, um I told you on a few episodes ago, like Bad Bunny. Yeah. On some shit like that. But it's it's hella artists like Tyler. Wait, Bad Bunny Creator. was it Rolling Loud? No, I'm just saying. I was like, what the fuck? I would fuck? go to he a, shut that bitch down. Yeah, I would go to a festival though to see like a magnitude of people like Tyler, Bad Bunny. Oh, I would definitely go to see Tyler. I want to see Playboy. Uh, I, I want to go see Playboy too. Future. Nigga, you need to you need to line this up within the next 12 months then because what what I'm gonna say is, and I'm saying this to the listenership too. You're going to start seeing music-wise, festival, performance, concert-wise, The Last of Kanye West. Oh, yeah. In the next year or two, when he's done touring, it's fucking over. Mm-hmm. Like, he's 45. That touring, jump up and down, kill the fucking stage, energy all over the place, yay. It's going to end soon. If you want to go see yay, do it now. Because... Yeah, I, you, Akari shaking his head. Yes, it's gonna end soon. Oh yeah, man. Probably got like one more left. 
to be honest. The tour? Yeah, you might not. Yeah, and that probably won't even come with an album. I was about to say it. I don't even think it's going to be an album. Yeah, it's not going to come with an (laughs) album. You you might have a Coachella. Because I don't know if he if he, he keeps canceling the Coachella. You might have one if he if he signs up for the Coachella lineup one more time, get your fucking tickets. Yeah, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> get man. your fucking tickets because you might not see it again. Yeah. I'm getting them. Sorry. For sure. I'm with you though. Um we we're talking about tours. We were just talking about Kanye. Mm-hmm. Let's roll into Beyonce. Beyonce announced her Renaissance tour starting in 2023. Hey, look, man, this is another one. We're on that same conversation about artists who are going to get to a point where they're no longer going to tour. Beyonce is almost there as well. You got a little bit more time with Beyonce just because Beyonce, I'm not saying that she's not a creative like Kanye West because she is. But when you get to the level of creative genius of Kanye, Kanye's even passed a greatest hit store. He he's never like <laughs> you might get a, a concert or a festival here and there, but he's fucking passed the greatest hits tour. I don't know if Beyonce is above a greatest hits tour. Maybe so. I think that I think she's one of those ones you fuck around, see Beyonce pick up a residency. Mm, okay. Even if it's short lived, Beyonce could fuck around and do a one week residency. In Vegas and, and, sell out and every show. oh my gosh, <laughs> every single it'll show. be a fifteen hundred dollar show. Yeah, facts. But um, she'll fuck around and I think she's the one that gives it like gives that to us. Mm-hmm. Kanye'll never give us a, a residency anywhere no, ever. I doubt that. Come to the Wyoming residency, but um, <clears throat> show you how to make Yeezys in my warehouse. What are we pricing this this Beyonce tour at? Ah, uh, the tickets, bro. I'm gonna say they probably start at two two fifty. Yeah, you get your nosebleeds for about about one ninety. One ninety for sure. One eighty, one ninety. If you want, you know how there's usually nosebleeds. Then there's that second, the second level, but you're not on the floor. Then there's the floor. That second level, you fuck around, pay two fifty to to four hundred dollars for the second level. Yeah, man, this shit gonna be hella expensive, but it's gonna be worth it. Oh, my my mother and. Uh, Channing, they go to damn near every Beyonce concert on the run, things like that. They say it's an experience, like one of those Yeezus by Kanye type of concert. Like every single one is an experience. They said. Had they um, already talked about this one? No, I'm sure my mother's gonna want to go, but yeah. Channing's not a fan of Renaissance, so. I mean, I just feel like you still gotta go just because like we were talking about there's not going to be too many more of these tours but hearing music live is a different experience as well man yeah and i wasn't i didn't appreciate that too much until maybe last year or this year i'm starting to appreciate that shit way more i think covid really made me appreciate that shit a lot more too just because i know there was a lot of shows that were planned for 2020 that didn't happen and so it just made me sit back and just like man we got to start appreciating these moments that took a year or two off. Think about it like an athlete. We always compare rappers and athletes. When niggas uh, get hurt, when athletes get hurt and they have to sit out a year or two. It's not the same. That takes that player's yeah, not the same. That takes off of their career. There's a lot of artists that took off of their career. You know what I'm saying? Even somebody like Lil Baby. Like we talked about, yes, he became the biggest artist in the world. But when my turn dropped, he didn't even get to experience my turn. Right. You because know, he, was, so, he was so locked up, yeah. Just situations like that, man, but... What do you do? Who knows, but Beyonce 2023 Renaissance, I think I want to maybe hit that tour. I'm not even going to lie to you. Really? 
I've never seen Beyonce. That she's on my list as somebody that I want to see. Renaissance may be the one for me. I honestly think if I do so, I'll wait on the next. If there will be the next uh, on the run. If I'm gonna get Beyonce, I'm going to see Jay Z too. Yeah, but so, it's just like man, you Beyonce. What she tore it? Or I know she was doing Homecoming. I don't think I'm getting the last of of Beyonce with this. No, tour. I don't either. But I just feel like we're getting close. I like Renaissance though, so you know me. I'm just like I want to hear that shit live. What I will say is, which is this is a lot different for me than Kanye because I think Kanye's probably got one tour left in him. I think if you're gonna see Beyonce, you better make your plans to do it during the 2020s. It ain't gonna happen after the 2020s. That's I'm not saying that she even has that much time um, because when well, she has as much time as she wants, but I'm saying um, I don't I don't think y'all have that much time. But plan to do it in the next ten years, even if it's the greatest hits thing, that's gonna be over after the next ten years. Yeah, <laughs> you're not you're not getting the Beyonce tours in the the 2030s and 40s. It's not happening. Can you believe Renaissance came out two months ago already? Yes. July seems like it was forever ago. Yeah, dude. We are full speed toward the holidays now. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, fuck Halloween. No, no <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> DJ Academics has been making a lot of noise. Sorry, guys, we're moving on. Yeah. DJ Academics has been making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Starting, uh, what was the bullshit that he did this weekend? Uh, or over the weekend, I think it was Thursday or Friday, he started to uh, talk about the old heads and rap. Yeah, basically just start calling them niggas broke, saying they ain't got no money. He said, uh, them old rappers, man, have you seen any of these old rappers who'd be like, yo, they're the foundation of hip-hop really living good. Them niggas really be looking dusty, I kid you not. And none of y'all try to come for me because I don't fuck with y'all niggas either. I'm just telling y'all the truth. Every time they're be like an old nigga talking about hip-hop. You'd be like, yo, bro, you sure you invented this? Because everybody else is looking better than you. Yeah, so basically he was saying the the founding fathers of rap, y'all aren't rich. So if you started this lovely piece of art, which is hip-hop today, what the fuck do you have to show for it? I think that's wildly disrespectful. Oh, yeah. I I'm a hip hop like historian. I go back, yeah, guru. Um, I I go back to listen to music from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Of course, we're saying like uh, hip hop, so I know the 40s, 50s, 60s doesn't really count towards that. I was just saying towards the historian shit. Um, I had utmost respect towards the founding fathers of rap, just because I, I wouldn't have much to talk about if. They didn't start this shit for us. Act wouldn't have anything to talk. Yeah, about. we wouldn't. We wouldn't have an industry <laughs> to be inside of. So um, I agree with you. That's why I find that to be very disrespectful. I think, I think we forget a lot of times how blessed we truly are to, right. to have the the innovations within technology, to have the platforms, to have the audience, to have social media, to have the internet, to where shit is just so easily accessible. Like it's easy for us to to be successful in our lanes today. 
There'd be no alleyway for you to make money. There'd be no lane if it wasn't like LL Cool J was saying, because he's one of the ones that spoke out against Ack, uh, right. kind of putting him in his place. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for DJ Cool Herc, if it wasn't for Grandmaster Flash, if it wasn't for, for those type of artists that were there, or, or not even artists, like DJ Cool Herc that was around in the 70s to start that party, that mm-hmm. started hip-hop, Grandmaster Flash to have one of those instrumental songs and albums in hip-hop to kind of push the wheel forward and mm-hmm. start that for us. You don't get this shit without Big Daddy Kane or the Fat Boys or, or niggas like that. I, and these aren't niggas that you look back at and they're up 100, 200, 300 M's. It's just not like that. And it's not always about the money. When we're talking about... It's not. We're talking about respect. And I'm sure a lot of these niggas sit back happy that us down here are making bread like that off of the game right that's what that's what being an og is really is at its core insight advice wisdom um mentorship that's what the old head status is is for it is that's the definition of it yes our generation in 20, 30, 40 years of old heads will be rich as fuck. <laughs> and I'm not saying that in a in a bad no, way. I'm just, just the, the truth, the yeah, reality of I'm it. I'm just saying we we enter the part in the rap industry where it's making a lot of money, whether you're a rapper, whether you're a rap commentator, a yeah. potter, whether yeah. what whatever you do, we've entered the rap game where there's a lot of money being made in it to where, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of money looking at younger niggas in the mm-hmm. in the next few years. But um, there's a generation for everything, and that's the generation for mentorship. Facts. Niggas just gotta be careful, bro. Um, you know, somebody like I, like I said, you can't you can't disrespect the OGs, bro. Like, Martin Luther, you think Martin Luther King had the money? <laughs> fucking Barack Obama had no. Facts, bro. Niggas, niggas led the pack though. Bro, so look, when I was a kid, because we talking about LL Cool J, when I was a kid, and I and I thought I was gonna be a rapper, LL Cool J was the first rhymes I ever wrote like in the notepad oh I was gonna say you ladies love cool Jakari nah hell nah that shit funny <laughs> though I should've been uh, but nah bro he got like the the first rap that I ever like wrote in a notepad really what song do you know what song it was from yeah it's called like something about his grandmother it's, it's called like dear grandmother something like that but I, I remember I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rap it right now but I remember the whole verse I don't remember my whole verse but um this this just shows we're two totally different niggas I kid you not, may my grandfather roll over in his grave if I'm lying to you. <laughs> Do you know who some of my very first rhymes, or I think my first rhyme had in it? It was Lil Wayne, and it was, I suck a pussy, fuck a pussy, leave it there. <laughs> Long hair don't even care. I was like, oh my gosh, suck a pussy, fuck a Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe yeah. we're, you had the LL and I had the. Yeah, it's called Big Mama, LL Cool J, Big Mama. My mama, that's her favorite I was, artist, though. I was so, like, sick. I like. I remember my mom was always playing LL, so I'm just like, God, I was sick. Yeah, bro, you're different. <laughs> you're different. My mom's favorite is Ice Cube, but uh, do your mom have a favorite today? Like in today's time, my mom's favorite is Big uh, Sean, but her all-time favorite is Cube. Today, I'm not sure, but uh, my pops, you know, Cube was his favorite yeah. too. Pac. Um, oh, my dad is. But, the pocket. Yeah, same, bro. Today, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I'm going to have to ask her. I don't know who she like right now. Today. Yeah, no, just a question. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on on you guys' Monday morning. <clears throat> we were talking about Lil Baby being slated to perform at the World Cup, how they've gotten behind him. 
Rihanna. Well, let's back. Let's backtrack. Okay. Let's backtrack because uh, I don't know if we announced on last pod that Apple Music will be taking over mm-hmm. for the NFL halftime special. Yep. So they announced the partnership, like you say, Apple Music, the NFL. Uh, so now moving forward, the Super Bowl shows will be sponsored by Apple Music. Right. Um, so they announced that it says this is a quote. We are proud to welcome Apple Music to the NFL family as our new partner for the iconic Super Bowl halftime show. What day was that? Uh, this was Thursday. Okay. Immediately after that happened, I'm thinking in my head, okay, they're gonna announce who's doing mm-hmm. the halftime show soon. But what I what I was thinking in my head is I was like, okay, Apple Music is the sponsor now. How the fuck does that tie in? Are we just gonna play music during halftime, or is <laughs> someone right. gonna come in over the like over a video and do a video show like the pandemic Grammys or some shit like that? How is this gonna work? Versus on some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to what is Sunday? Mm-hmm. Rihanna posts a picture on her Instagram with her hand holding up an NFL football. Hey man, I love it. To which we looked at and we were like, you know what? Rihanna's going to play the fucking Gra- oh, not the Grammys, I'm sorry, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And this makes the most sense to me ever because um, what we were saying last year is, you know what? After what the fuck we got on stage, Jay-Z's never going to get them to put another black person <laughs> on that fucking stage. Like, I don't know how Jay-Z's going to get them to continue to do hip hop or black people mm-hmm. or whatever it is. No, just throw in somebody black that all the white people love, too. Yeah, man. And on some comeback shit for yes. her, too. The story is already written. Yeah, we know what this is. It's already written. So, yeah, we end up finding out that there's also within this, the Apple Music, Rock Nation is a part of the partnership as well. So, obviously, Jay-Z is pulling some strings, getting his people back in the building. Like you said, we, we thought it wasn't going to happen again, but he, he snuck Rihanna in there through the back door. This is the big question, Corey. I know. Is this story written the way that everyone wants it to be written? Right now, I'm going to say no. Because you already know what I mean. The, the way the story is to be written in everyone's eyes is <laughs> whether this is right before or right after this performance is either preceded by or followed by a brand new album by Rihanna. I'm going to tell you why I'm not on that boat. Because you want to know who just broke our heart last year doing this exact same shit? Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick fucking Lamar. But he followed up three months later with an album. Okay, and that's fine. Or was it one month? What was this some shit like? It wasn't too far after, yeah. Definitely like first, maybe early second quarter, like May. I think he dropped yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say it was somewhere between March and May. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rihanna, though, right now, I don't, I don't see new music right now. I still don't. Like, she's still fresh off the, the baby. I know music is finished probably, but I just don't see her really curating an album right now. I want to know what the climate for Rihanna even dropping an album looks like. What is a rollout in today? She's never been out during the stream. Well, she has one album out during the streaming era. Mm-hmm. 2016. But full-fledged into this, I don't even know what a rollout for Rihanna looks like. Does she old school rollout this? Because she needs no promo. I was about to say, she don't even need nothing, really. She need a hit song, though. Yes, she do. I mean, I'm, but I'm, I'm not worried about that, to be honest. I know we're not worried about it, but we should be. That she can't produce? 
or that she needs it. I'm not worried about her producing. I know what you mean. Like, she needs it. Like, we're going to be excited that Rihanna is back regardless, but we still need a song to carry us. You need a song to carry you. And if Rihanna is going to do what needs to be done, and that's a comeback album after all this time, hit niggas, hit niggas in the fucking gut. Punch mm-hmm. us and give us a hit song. Like you could do us, you could do nothing better, but with an amazing comeback album and a hit, you only need one. All she need is a what was "Hello" by Adele. That's that's what you need. "Hello" by Adele. <laughs> that was the one fucking hit she needed. Carry us the whole fucking way. Look what I did to Carla. I, I know, bro. Look, like I'm, <laughs> we're probably not getting another album for another three years. Look I'm at this nigga, bro. I'm just like I don't even know what to say about Rihanna, man, but. No, you're right, man. Um, I, I think she would definitely need a song. I hope we would get a song. Um, but regardless, I don't think she needs like a, a scripted, so scripted, like planned out rollout as well. Definitely does. I don't think it needs to be like super scripted, bro. I think, yes, you're Rihanna. You can just fucking put it out. But if you've been gone for seven years, which that's what it's going to be next year. Yes. No, Kari, you gotta cross your T's and dot your eyes. Okay. It, uh, every everything has to fall right into place for your. Imagine if it was your comeback. You don't want right. to just willy nilly just drop it. Facts. Every fucking little tiny particle has to fall right in place. The stars have to align. Okay, um, I agree with that because we just saw Beyonce do that exact same thing too. Right. With, with every music video, it was already made. The stars have to align. God has to. Yeah, God yeah, has yeah. to do this for sure. Kendrick Lamar did he drop a single before he dropped his album? I, I can't remember. No, we were waiting. Like he dropped the hard part five, but it didn't the come on the album. Five. Okay. He came back, so he yes, he did, but it didn't go on the album. Right, so basically, right. he gave us a single. So can Rihanna do that? Where it's a song that you know? Yes. Yes. Doesn't make the album, but... but Ari Lennox just gave us five of those. <laughs> okay. 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 Yes. It basically wakes us up, but doesn't get... It doesn't get placed on the album. Fuck it. Even if it don't okay. go on the album, wake, wake us up. Okay. Okay. Wake the game up. Okay. But I'd rather you hit us with a you won't break my fucking soul. <laughs> Put it on the album and let it be the hit on the album. Right. Facts. Facts. Damn. <laughs> Rihanna, though, man. That, that's just exciting. Um, that is exciting to think about. And she thick as hell now. Oh my man, you seen that lately? I'm sorry, ASAP. No, I don't mean no disrespect. I don't mean no disrespect, real shit. Because you be flocking at niggas. We, yeah, we, we seen that charge you trying to get off of, nigga. Yeah. It's, niggas, it's all good, man. This nigga's flocking at his own homeboys. Hey, man, it is what it is. When niggas talk about your girl, you gotta. I guess if you are Jody Flocko, oh, yeah. niggas know they will get flocked at. You gotta start putting respect on niggas' names, man. Do you not know what my name is? Like, I will flock at you. Nigga, my name is Jody Flacco. Niggas tell us in the rap, so we just got to start listening. That's crazy. This ain't no gimmicks, man, in the rap. But um, <laughs> Super Bowl 57, like we said, it will be Sunday, February 12th, 2023 in Glendale, Arizona. Wow. And it will make uh, Apple Music's first year. Like we said, a part of being um, a part of the Super Bowl halftime show, man. So looking forward to that. I'm excited to see... 
Rihanna. I know. Shout out Rihanna. Hell yeah. Bro, I, you know, I would say the last, what, three, four, five years, we've always watched the Super Bowl together as, as the bros. And yeah. we, we look forward to the Super Bowl halftime show just like everybody does. But the last few years, they've been killing it too. Exactly. Like the last two from the weekend, the weekend to, to snooping, to like with well, Dre's entire um, career, mm-hmm. basically. For yeah. Sure. That's why I say I know the last two we've been locked in for sure on those. So absolutely, with Rihanna coming, it's gonna be the same, bro. Mm-hmm. She's got super duper hits. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. It's great. Maybe the year after we'll fuck around and get Drake. <laughs> Imagine Drake doing a Super Bowl. That's huge. He'll do it one one of these days. He'll do it. Yeah, he got to man. That's yeah. one of, you have to. You got it. Michael Jackson did it Super Bowl. You exactly. Super Bowl. Yeah, he never did it. He ain't wanted. <laughs> I remember Ye wanted three million to do it. He was like, "Oh, you can get him now." <laughs> and what they do? They went and got that nigga. <laughs> I said they really went and got that nigga too. I was like, "God damn it, man!" Because like, racism, nigga. <laughs> it's like holy shit. Oh, that's oh you know what? That is a great idea, Kanye. You know, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the we heads up. Wouldn't even think it. The <laughs> <laughs> niggas were like, "Oh my god." Eminem will do it. And he's white. <laughs> and he's white. Oh, my God. Kanye, thank you for doing business. <laughs> Kanye, Our time here is Kanye probably walked out of that shit with his mouth wide open. Right, bro. They ended the meeting right there. That shit <laughs> funny, fam. All right, man. But uh, let's let's move on. We're in football. Let's might as well, uh, or we might as well stay in sports. The Redeem team has a fucking documentary coming out. Yes, sir. I already, Kanye, I already obsess over the ESPN Dream Team documentary. Oh, yeah. I, I can watch it seven days out of the week. It's one of the greatest documentaries, or it was a 30 for 30, or was it just a Dream Team? I think it was, uh, might as well have been yeah, 30 for yeah. 30, but it, I think it was just a regular uh, ESPN documentary. Mm-hmm. The Dream Team documentary is probably my favorite outside of... Um, Benji and the Fab Five. Yeah, those are good. Dream Team is my favorite ESPN documentary. So when I saw a clip on promo that they were doing a Redeem Team of the 2012, uh, they basically call them Dream Team 2, right? Mm. That was the 2012 team, right? Eight. Eight, I'm sorry. Okay, the Dream Team 2 was the 12 one. Um, But the Redeem Team is 2008. Mm -hmm. That looks crazy. I can't wait to see this. Yeah, it looks amazing. So, you know, um, or if you don't know, in 2004, the 2004 Olympics, uh, the U.S. men's basketball team, we lost. We got silver, I think. Silver. I believe we lost to Argentina, if I'm not mistaken. That's when Manu was going crazy. Damn you, Vince Carter. Manu was going fucking crazy back then. But anyways, that was our first time where it was just like, holy shit, are we not the best in the world at basketball? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are people passing us up? So four four years later, you fast forward to the twenty eighteen Olympics, which were in Beijing. Was that Beijing? Two thousand eight. You said eighteen. My bad. Two thousand eight was that. Yeah, that was Beijing. Beijing. I remember when uh, Michael Phelps was going crazy on Beijing. For sure, for sure. But uh, you get the redeemed team, like we said. You, you see stars like LeBron, Kobe, D Wade, Chris Bosh. Yeah, I was gonna say Chris Bosh. Dwight Howard, uh, Darren Williams, Chris Paul, and then you see stars from other countries that are NBA stars like. Like Pal Gasol. Pal Gasol. That was Rudy one of the Fernandez. Pro- that was one of the promos they were running. Yeah, man. Because uh I don't know if you remember the dream team and the relationship between Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Tony Kukoc. It somewhat resembles that. Not mm-hmm. not in the uh not up 
up in the executives to where they didn't like him because Tony Kukoc was the new baby of uh of Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. But on the tip of you know this is my teammate, but we're we're for different countries right now, and I'm out to win a goal for the U.S. Yeah. I'm laying this guy to fuck out. We're enemies. There's a clip where uh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James kind of describe in the locker room that Kobe says, "Hey, fuck, fuck, Pal Gasol." I'm laying him the fuck out first play. First play of the game. And we go to the first play. He knows that they're going to run a a pick and uh, that Powell's going to be the last pick. Kobe charges straight towards <laughs> Powell, knocks him the fuck out. Uh, LeBron and Dwayne Wade said they were looking there like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, man. What? Yeah, that's your teammate. Like, what the fuck? No, fuck him. Carmelo said he was in the back like, no, fuck him. Yeah. I love Kobe, man. I was watching the I clip, Kobe, getting ready for this, and I'm like, man, I just, I love that type of determination. Like, this is why I played. Like, yeah, bro, it's, that, it's Mamba mentality. It's just, it's just what it is. Uh, they ain't got that dog in them. Man, but I just remember watching those Olympics. So that's why I'm so geeked to to watch the, uh, the, the documentary, just because, man, like, coming off the loss, coming off of uh, Kobe was still. They were trying to pass the torch, but Kobe was like, "Nah, nigga, this is still me. Yeah, I'm still. This is still my time. Like people were trying my, to move on to the D Wade and LeBron era. I don't really know why, because my nigga did just won MVP. <laughs> Facts, but you know the Le- the Lakers hadn't been to the finals since Shaq left. Yeah, and we getting two more than bitches, you bitch ass niggas. Right. So that's just really what it was. But man, just that's just some great basketball, like. That moment was amazing for our country, but also, you know, we just established our dominance back in the sport of basketball worldwide. And that was just big, man. But I can't wait to see this. Of course, it's going to be sad to see the clips with Kobe. Um, But like you said, I just love hearing about bro's mentality. Like, it was infectious, like, to the whole team. That's what they said. Kobe literally knocked out his own teammate. You know what I'm saying? His his real-life teammate. Of course, they were on different teams in the Olympics, but... Once he set that standard, it was a wrap. They was like, we know we not losing. He's the fucking truth. I miss Kobe, bro. I really miss Kobe Bryant. I'm not going to lie. In a way, I mean, just because I know how I feel and I also see the the dominance of LeBron, it's so hard nowadays to pick who the greatest player in basketball was for me because I feel like you get Michael, but I feel like – Kobe was just Michael too. Mm-hmm. And then you get LeBron. So like I always said it was Kobe up until maybe the last four or five years of LeBron. <laughs> I can't pick. Michael's out of here. I'm not picking Michael. But um I just can't pick. Yeah, I've seen some things I've seen LeBron do at his age. I'm just like, there's no way you should be able to do that, bro. Like who who created you? He's gotta be the best, right? I think LeBron, when it's all said and done, is going to be the greatest ever in the sport of basketball. He's going to have he's going to be number one in all of the stats. First off, let's just state that. What what other argument do we need? You can argue the championships and all this. No, fuck that. Fuck the championships. I get it. Yes, we can. Whether or not, but let's look at the game of basketball. Let's look at the stats. Let's look at the dominance. Let's look at the influence, the impact that niggas had on the world. You know. So I think it's LeBron. Right now, I think the greatest player we've ever seen in the sport of basketball is LeBron James. Okay. Would you agree? 
think it's just hard to battle it for Kobe with me. Like, this is crazy to say. I don't put Michael against Kobe. I mean, or Michael against LeBron is the greatest of all time. It's between Kobe and Michael to me, or uh, Kobe and LeBron to me. But I just, I, I don't, it's, it's probably got to be LeBron. Just because LeBron, I hate putting it into the, he can play all five positions and Kobe was just the two. But you have to think about shit like that. Like, when we talking about the best, yeah, you do. <laughs> and it might be an advantage that he's bigger, he's taller, he's stronger, but you have to play that into it. Sorry. Say. Yeah, he might. He's the best. Yeah, LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> LeBron is unequivocally the greatest player of all time. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think it's close anymore. Man, what the fuck are we sitting here talking about? He's the greatest player of all time. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, we're in NFL. I said we're in it. We're in NBA. We're not in NFL at all. Sorry, guys. But let's move on. How do you how do you fumble fucking knee along, man? How do you fumble knee along? Knee along, man. Beautiful soul, beautiful woman. Shout out to Nia Long. The Celtics coach, what's his name? Ime Udoka. He's been in a crazy scandal. He, he can you just can you just give this up to us, Corey? Yeah. I, you got more on it than me, probably. First off, let's just set the record straight. I don't think I've ever seen a scandal like this in the NBA. This is wild. First off, so let's just tell the story. Ime Udoka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. married to Nia Long, was uh, one of the finest black queens in, man, in, in entertainment. Amazing, bro. He's been suspended by his team for the entire upcoming season for um, allegedly having an affair, having a relationship with a female worker of the organization. Right. It wasn't, in a, it wasn't, uh, it was consensual. It was consensual. Yeah. But. Um, sometimes I just like, bro, the way that the media came out and reported this, they made it seem like, bro, like murder somebody. And he made it seem like he was doing some sort of sexual assault oh or like God. it was a rape or something like crazy. that. When they first came out, Woj and everybody, they were like, we can't tell you. We don't know the details, but it's bad. He's going to be suspended. Uh, we're like, what the fuck did he do? What I will say that's I'm going to get the. I'm going to get the uh, the bad towards him off first. What I will say is, yes, you should not have been having an affair. Two, the NBA made the decision or the NBA busted him a while back and started an investigation on it. Mm-hmm. He never told Nia Long. He yeah. didn't tell Nia Long until his suspension came down. Yeah, so this was um, according to TMZ, like you mentioned. It said that Nia Long and her 10-year-old son moved to Boston just two weeks ago in hopes of finding a family home with the coach, Ime Udoka. Uh, Ime reportedly knew that the news of his affair would hit the media months ago, like you stated, but reportedly he decided against forewarning his fiance. Nia Long was reportedly blindsided by this news. That is fucking crazy. You should at least, if you're gonna, if you're a star, or you're as big as the Celtics coach. Yeah. You should at least give your your woman a forewarning. What's gonna hit the news about her? Because she's Absolutely. gonna be all over the tabloids. Absolutely, this is your fiance. This is not just your woman, bro. This is you're you're planning to marry this woman. He thought he could handle this under wraps, bro. No, fam, you you are the coach <laughs> of the Boston <laughs> Boston Celtics. Y'all just went to the finals, nigga. Fuck the finals. Yeah, just if you take out the L.A. Lakers, yeah. you are the biggest team in the NBA history. 
Like, like yeah, if yeah. you if you remove the Lakers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you are the biggest team in the history of the fucking sport. Facts. You're the head coach. You think they're not gonna figure this shit out? Yeah, so that's that's weird, man. I don't know why you wouldn't, especially with her. Bro, this is Nia Long. Like your your wife, your yeah. fiance is not just a regular. Yeah, it's bad. This is Nia Long. Like you said, it's gonna hit it would have hit the 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 fucking platforms regardless. But it's definitely going to hit the platforms when you're married to Nia Long. Now let's get into the politics, card because I have a question to ask you. Okay. Does does cheating on your wife warrant you being suspended for an entire season from the NBA? In this case, yes, because it's somebody within the organization. It was consensual. But it's somebody within the organization. And, I, and I'm sure there's clauses where you can't date somebody in the organization. But I also think there's more to this story that, that that's coming there out. There has to be, and I, I can't wait to see You're this right. unfold. But, um, Kari, even under that circumstance, do you think it warrants a full season suspension? No, 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 not a full season. See, that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, cheating, no, like, no, number no, one, yeah. cheating on your wife has nothing to do with the company. Right. But cheating on your wife with somebody within the company, yes. Now, that's Absolutely. where that's where discipline and... um. Um, let's see consequences and repercussions play into this. Right. A full season suspension, I don't think is warranted in this instance. No, I definitely don't agree with that, especially when, you know, they could have they put bro business out there. Yeah. That's why I'm yeah. just like, bro, it's a lot of fishy shit. That's why I'm saying this. His gonna, players need him. There's gonna be more. There has to be more. There's there's something else that happened because you're not suspending bro for a whole season for some sex. His team needs him. Sorry. Like, some something has to be going on. But no, I don't agree with the full suspension. She got to be pregnant or some shit. <laughs> or like, something. Something has to be going on. Full season suspension if she's pregnant? No. I don't think anything warrants, like I said, right now what we know, the facts, that there was just a consensual relationship, I don't think that warrants a full suspension in any aspect. What instance would warrant a full suspension outside of there being a sexual abuse? There's not one. That's right? it. Yeah. I so that's what we're say. thinking might unfold from this. But it has to be something. It can't be as consensual as as they're saying. Some mis misconduct is gonna come out. Some more allegations, like you said, maybe some abuse. I don't know, but there has to be more to this story. And I'm I'm hearing more people like another. Um, Matt Barnes, you know, all the smoke podcasts. He came out at first and was defending MA. At the beginning, he was defending, right? He made a video and he walked back. He said, guys, <laughs> I had to delete that video after finding out the facts. This, <laughs> this shit is bad. He said, Oh, and he it's said, worse than, okay. He said, and this is Matt Barnes. If Matt Barnes is walking back, a statement Matt Barnes got in nah, his car. Now nah, you're right. Now nah, that's where, that's where <laughs> Bro, you're right. Matt Barnes got in his car and was ready to beat the fuck out of Derek Fisher over his wife. He drove across the country. <laughs> like, this is Matt Barnes. To beat the fuck <laughs> so, like, out of out of hey. Derek Fisher. <laughs> now, think about... All right. Now, I know somebody, like, talking to your wife. I know somebody, like, trying to fuck with you or whatever, like, might yeah. warrant getting their ass beat. Imagine driving cross country to whoop little Derek Fisher's ass. <laughs> Granted, though, it's... Matt Barnes' ex-wife, who Derek Fisher is currently dating. No, fuck that. Though. So, no, I'm saying, but that's why it like he's ready to pull up. You know what I'm saying? Because this is his ex-woman. But but, no, we, it's just but we remember that era of the Lakers. Those were some hot head 
at from yeah, from Matt Barnes to Shannon Brown yeah. to Metal World Peace, aka Ron Artest. Yo, you wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck around with either of them niggas or, or any of them niggas. Thanks. If you getting one of those niggas, aka Matt Barnes, to say, "Hey, this is too much. This Matt, is a lot." Right. When I saw that, when Matt Barnes deleted his words, his video, <laughs> and walked his statement back. Yeah, if Matt Barnes said, won't stand okay. by it. I said, okay, something is ugly here, bro. Yeah, Matt Barnes won't stand by this. Like, this is morally wrong. <laughs> I was going to say. Like, 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 like fuck, even, because if yeah. it was, if it was something like, I don't know, no, no, Matt Barnes isn't in this. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. A nigga like him walking his statement back just tells yeah. me everything I need to know, bro. If this was something clerical, he wouldn't even notice it. Fact. <laughs> this has to be something morally wrong. Yeah, fam. Okay. More, more will unfold, I'm sure. Yeah. He's getting fired soon. If it's that bad, Corey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, come on. This is, this, like you said, this is the Boston Celtics, nigga. First off, you're lucky to even have this position. You're black, bro. You're black, and you're lucky that they're just suspending you throughout this. They fuck around, name a new interim coach, and you never come back. Because that's probably what's going to happen. You know how business Thanks. operations work. They quote-unquote suspend you so you don't sound like you're getting fired. Yeah. So the situation doesn't sound as bad. They name a new interim coach. And somehow this new interim coach just becomes a new goddamn brand new coach. Right. And they also they also give you that big ass suspension at first to kind of cover their track and their yes. ass as well. Yeah. While, just, while they still figure out the details. Yes. Damn, Udoka. I know. <sighs> I will say, though, like I said, I hate how everybody, all the media outlets, because like, bro, people have work, husbands. Work relationships, work wives. Come on now, this shit happens every day. Hey, my girl ain't your goddamn work wife. I, I know that. But this shit happens all the time, especially in these big-ass organizations, bro. Like, this shit happens every single day. You know what I'm saying? But the media, they came out, and they telling all his business. They making it seem like he committed murder. I wanna, I'm want i saving that conversation. Next part, we're going to come in. We're going to talk about how we feel about work husbands and work wives. Okay, but. Yeah, we, I, I want to go ahead and get out of here because we're going to have to do that right now. But um, Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Oh, my gosh, for sure. We're definitely <laughs> talking about that next part. For sure. Um, but do we have anything else before we wanted to get out of here? Nah, that was all I had, man. All right, man. I think that was it. Episode 178. Uh, keep rocking with us, whether you audio, video. Um, yeah, man, the Rising Ground Podcast. You've been your boy, Roderick. Yes, sir. Jakar, we out of here. All right, man, we out. Never had a lot, this is all I need People never care until it's R.I.P Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason Loyalty is priceless and it's all I need Can't burn a bridge just to light my way Lot of 42 on the flights I'm taking Pouring out my soul and it might sound crazy Lot of falling outs help me build foundation Never had a lot, this is all I need People never care until it's R.I.P Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason Never had a lot, this is all I need Lost individuals is all I see Grab the top spot like part of my reach Woke up one day and it was all on me If it comes down, it's gonna fall on me Lot of 42 on the flights I'm taking Long way down from the heights I'm chasing Just touched down, I was lights out of Vegas Girls checking in cause my lifestyle dangerous Hard to tell people that I'm all out of favors Call me for songs or they call me for paper Turning off my phone for the night now, baby Pouring out my soul and it might sound crazy Some of my niggas don't love me 
We should sit down before shit turns ugly We should sit down since you said things about me Never had a lot, this is all I need People never care till it's R.I.P Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason Loyalty is priceless and it's all Yeah, I stack this money so high, I 